once you start to get some momentum, get some clicks, get some conversions, get some people moving down to your different pages, you're going to get excited. You're going to want to do more. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, and welcome back to episode number 79 of Perpetual Traffic. We got the gang all back in town, virtually together. Super excited to uh, launch into the new year. I hope you've had an amazing first week and a half or so of the new year. Uh, It's been epic for us. So excited for 2017. And uh, we're excited to get into some real tactical stuff today. So how are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Pumped. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, good stuff. We're stoked. We're going to be getting more tactical today. I think you're going to like it. We're going to be talking about three ways to sell on Facebook. Specifically, we're going to be going into three big, broad categories of business and going deep into some of the proven methods that we've seen work over and over and that we think will work and know will work as we go into 2017. Wicked good. I think this is a great episode to start the new year because like we always say, usually if your traffic campaigns aren't performing, it's something to do with your offer or the way that you're selling your product. I think here we can really set some foundational guidelines for you guys, depending on what type of business you have to make sure that the way you're trying to sell your product or service via Facebook ads is efficient and that it'll work. So you guys, any updates, uh, any cool announcements or anything fun happen over the, the holidays? Yeah. In the past few weeks, Digital Marketer actually acquired a company. It's called True Conversion. There's no E on the true. That's at truetruconversion.com. And it's a SaaS software similar to Hotjar. So we're accepting beta members right now. It's a really low price. If you request an invite, you'll get all that information. But it'll do heat maps, screen recordings of people interacting with your pages, funnel analytics, form field reports. Justin Rondo on our team has been doing a lot of work with this product. And we just hit our first 100 customers, which was really cool. So yeah, if you guys are interested in getting more insight on what people are doing once they click on your ad over to your website, this piece of software will be very helpful to you. This is the stuff that changes the game. Absolutely. I've got a bunch of examples of some clients specifically where just from looking over and just starting to see what people were doing on their heat maps, ended up just getting so much more ROI on their overall ads. One of our coaching clients was running a lot of traffic into blog posts and still is, but a lot of people that were coming either to a blog article via an ad or just organically, they were trying to go to the products page and they were searching around. A lot of people were buying from their products page, but it wasn't designed well enough. So by looking at that data, they were able to get super motivated and and dial in some of the design of the product pages and just a bunch of stuff on the site. I'm not even talking specifically landing pages. I'm talking about other pages that sell, but people are going to buy your stuff. When you start to follow this podcast and everything that we teach at Digital Marketer and Dominate Web Media, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to continue to come back to your site. They're going to search your name. They're going to see your ads. You're going to make a good impression on them. They might not convert right away, but they're going to come back. It's this stuff. It's not only the landing page optimization with the design, but it's also the rest of your, your site and your brand as you continue to build traffic machines. So the link will be in the show notes. It's trueconversion.com. The day after Christmas, 
got some skiing and snowboarding in with my son. We went up to a cabin, had some good time. It's just an amazing few days. Got a little downtime. Yes. Downtime is yeah, good. Yeah. Refresh, recharge those batteries. I read three books, none of which had to do anything with business, which I was actually kind of proud of. First time ever. That's amazing. Yeah. Now I'm coaching basketball. I'm coaching a bunch of eight-year-olds. So actually, this is actually teaching me a lot. And I'm putting a lot more energy into the stuff that we do online and how to use more metaphors and story-based selling. And these kids, how to take a story in real life when I'm trying to teach them teamwork. I showed him a clip of the the movie Sully, right, where he crashed and landed in the water because I was a former pilot. And one of the other kids' dads is a pilot. And so these kids are glued to it, right? And then I kind of transitioned that into how the reason why they all survived was because they worked as a team, not just the pilots, but with the flight attendants in the back. So a lot of things that you can do in real life with your family, at work, it helps you learn in this and vice versa. So today... We're going to go into one of the biggest challenges that we see across the board. And and this is with everybody. This is not just with people that are new at running paid traffic and Facebook ads. We're talking about clients that come to us that have really, really successful businesses and ninja sales funnels where they can buy a lead for $10 or $15 sometimes because their sales funnel is so dialed in that they're still okay. But they're like, man, this isn't making that much money. When all of a sudden, when we do a little bit of this stuff that we're going to talk about on today's episode, we can move that cost per lead from 12 or $15 down to three, in some cases. Sometimes it'll go from eight down to three immediately. And Ralph, we've just seen this a few times recently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is where we spend a lot of our time, quite honestly. It's not the stuff that we typically talk about in the other 78 episodes, per se. It's really, it's this. This and your hook and your offer and everything else that we've talked about in previous episodes is important, but... There's really very distinct differences in each sort of category of business as to how you can succeed on Facebook. And the stuff we're talking about today isn't theory. Like, we're not just making this up because we think it looks good. Like, we have actual examples, some of which we can get into, some of which we can't, you know, due to confidentiality. But the point is, we've got experience in all three of these areas. This is a proven formula that really does work. It's the three ways to sell on Facebook in 2017. And these fundamentals aren't gonna change all that much over time because human nature doesn't really change. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about kind of three big categories of business. So we have businesses that are local business or service-based business. So maybe you have a, a gym, personal training gym, or you have a restaurant, or you are a real estate agent or a real estate broker, heating and air conditioning, HVAC, roofing, carpeting. That would be a service-based local business. And then we're going to go into some digital product or information product type businesses. Maybe even you sell a software as a service, a SaaS. That would be kind of considered in this category. And then we have the people that are selling physical products. You have an e-commerce store. Maybe you have one main product or supplement or gadget or tool, or maybe you have hundreds of products that you sell, or maybe you sell other people's products, but you built a brand, an e-commerce store. So we're going to go through these main big three categories and talk about different situations and what type of offer works best, and then what kind of ad that you need to start with to send traffic from Facebook to get it to convert and work and not pay $15 per lead, but pay three instead. As you're listening to this episode, if you sell physical products, that doesn't mean you want to just skip to the end of this. You want to listen to each of these because the psychology is the same for all of these industries. So the more you can hear about these 
subtle different examples, this is going to help you and it might give you an idea. So pay close attention to each one of these, even if it's not your specific niche. So number one is local service-based business. And with local service-based businesses, we try to always recommend keep it simple and have some kind of an offer like a coupon offer where maybe you have a restaurant and somebody gets a buy one, get one free or a dentist where you get a free teeth whitening when you come in for a visit. And a coupon is a very low resistance offer. People love getting coupons. That's why Groupon blew up. So it's easy. You don't have to convince people a lot. You don't need a long ad copy or to run a video ad necessarily to get people to opt in for a coupon. It doesn't mean you can't run a video ad. That's the one thing that I want to preface for this whole episode. If we say that a link post ad, which is basically an image ad in the most common ad that you see in Facebook, that we call that a link post ad because the image is a clickable link. So if we say a link post ad is great for a coupon offer for a local business and you are somebody that likes to do video, you're a chef and you're out, you're doing these videos all the time, then you're going to do video. It's probably going to work better. So we're not saying you have to necessarily do this. What we want to give you is we want to give you the lowest barrier, basically the one that you should think about starting with and then go from there. Typically with cold audiences and warm audiences, the same type of ad type works. I wouldn't try to get too technical there or granular. It's not huge audiences and you're going to be pretty safe there. Now, the one thing that also works well is an enter to win can work well with like a service-based business. Maybe you do HVAC repair and people aren't looking to get their HVAC repaired or, or serviced on a monthly basis. So you might have to have something to get them kind of into your sales funnel. So maybe you give away a, a free furnace and it can be a little more challenging with those service-based businesses. But I'm going to give you an example of one that a lot of you might kind of understand. It's, it's not really a service-based business, but it's, it's kind of unique. Real estate. Everybody here probably knows somebody in the real estate market. And we've been talking about this quite a bit over the last couple of years, kind of like what you would do. We, I've mentioned it on webinars and even on podcasts. And it's funny, not that many people implement it. But we've got a couple of guys. we got John Cheplak, who's in our community. And he's just been absolutely crushing it because he's doing, he's executing on what we say. And I'm going to give you an example. If you're a real estate agent or, or maybe you're a real estate broker, we recommend having an always running branding campaign. So that's running every day. And that's the same thing, even if you're a restaurant or, or a personal training gym, maybe you're spending $10 a day and it's just goodwill content, right? Just like we talked about way back on episodes one and two. And maybe you're doing a industry update. So you're doing a market report for your video and it's a five minute video, or maybe it's a blog post, or maybe it's just a long copy ad and you're giving some education or maybe it's inspiring or motivating and you're just going to spend five bucks a day or 10 bucks a day all month long. That's going to be your advertising budget. Guess what happens when you're doing that? When all of a sudden you've got a great house that you want to uh, let people know about that just came on the market and you got a video tour and you want to run ads to it. Well, if you're running this branding campaign every single day, you're building up your video view audiences or your website custom audiences if it's an article. And now Facebook lets us build custom audiences based on people who have engaged on posts, which is awesome, by the way, another new update. So maybe you did a long copy ad. You didn't even bring them to a landing page. You don't even have a landing page. You're a real estate agent. You're hustling out there, but you have a long copy ad with a beautiful image. It's running five bucks a day. You can now build up audiences for anybody that clicks on that ad, likes it, shares it, comments on it. 
And then now when you have a house for sale, boom, you boost it out there and you've built goodwill, you've built trust and you built audiences. And this builds every single month, it will continue to build. So if you just implement this basic strategy, you will win, I promise you. But it just might not happen day one. Yeah, I think that's something that's a low risk way of, of building an audience and getting some brand in your local area. Because I mean, let's admit it. I mean, there's there's limited amounts of people around your real estate office or around your you know, attorney's office, or maybe you're a local consultant who does, you know, local SEO. I mean, maybe that's not necessarily something that needs to drive to your place, but there is a limited amount of folks that are in those areas. So a big, big thing when you're targeting local is that you do have to change up your creatives, change up your ads a lot. But if you constantly have sort of a branding and awareness campaign running in the background, it's always something that you can rely back on either through targeting, retargeting from those folks who have watched the video or whatever it happens to be, or click through to your website custom audience. So, and then of course you can make lookalike audiences off that as well. So just a good thing to have. And that's what, a couple of bucks a day. Yeah, yeah. Really not much. I think for local, it's really just being present. However you want to go about it, what Keith just covered is great information and a great strategy. But especially if you're in a small town, if you were consistently running ads, you know, $5 a day and really calling out to your audience and calling out to the local community, I mean, that's that's a branding play and people will remember you whenever they need whatever service you're providing. Now let's talk about digital products. If you have a coaching program, maybe you sell an educational course, an information product, any kind of digital product, software, anything like that is kind of be in this category. And in this case, if you're following a digital marketer, obviously this is what they do. This is exactly what they do. And they've got some of the best templates in the business and they've kind of coined some phrases Digital marketer has even created new words. I'm surprised tripwire isn't in the dictionary. <laughs> it should be. Maybe urban dictionary first. Yeah. It might be. It might be. But you have to understand the process. So really, there's a couple main kind of processes or, or selling systems that work. The most successful one is the lead magnet to tripwire, which is a low price, like an impulse buy sub $20 product. Okay, They opt in. They land on a thank you page that says, hey, thanks a lot. Here's a solution that will help you execute on that lead magnet even more. Maybe it's $7, maybe it's 20, maybe it's 10. It could be 37 or $47. Point is you're selling something on that thank you page and then maybe you have an upsell to your main core offer. And then maybe you have a cross sell or a 30 day trial, or maybe you don't have anything else after that. That's your sales funnel, right? We've heard that a lot. That's your selling system or, or, or sales funnel. Now, what are we offering to people? What's our lead magnet? What do we want to have happen next? You don't want to just think about your lead magnet. You want to think about how can we get somebody to opt in for that lead magnet, but also be open-minded and not have their guard up when they land on the thank you page and not only just opt in for curiosity basis. So these are some of the things to think about so you can get that conversion when they land on that confirmation page. Now, another way to sell information, especially if you have a higher price product, is webinars. Webinars are awesome for Facebook ads and, and paid traffic. And you can take traffic from Facebook directly to a webinar registration. You can have a webinar registration on the thank you page after they opt in for a lead magnet. Now, a webinar though, yes, it's considered a lead. They're opting in. But a webinar is different than opting in for a swipe file 
or a checklist or a cheat sheet or even taking a quiz or an assessment. Because a webinar, you're asking somebody to mark their calendar off and and take away an hour and a half or two hours of their day. And they might charge $100 an hour. They might charge 50 or they might get paid $50 an hour. They might get paid $500 an hour. So that webinar, you need to understand that that's precious time. They might not be giving you money, but they're giving you your time. And the kinds of customers that a lot of us are going after, these customers actually value time over money. So, I mean, your ad needs to be directly related to the degree of your ask. So a webinar, which is an online training, let's assume that it's an hour. It's an hour of somebody's time. You pay in two ways. You pay with money and you pay with time. Think of that as almost like a tripwire offer, which is a low-priced offer typically offered after an opt-in, right? So we're all familiar with these terms at this point. Uh, We're all friends here. So a webinar, if you're trying to sell a digital product or like a high-end digital product, you probably need a little bit more convincing in the newsfeed and on your landing page than you would if you're just offering a lead magnet, which requires only a name and an email, or maybe just an email. So we get this question all the time. Should I run video ads? Should I run a 20 minute video ad to an opt-in for a lead? The answer is you could, but it's kind of overkill. It's like you're trying to kill an ant with an atom bomb. So you don't necessarily need all that content ahead of a very small ask. And in that case, the ask is just a name and an email. You might be better served with a straight up link post ad with really good hook and a good ad copy and an image that matches your landing page and speaks specifically to the needs of that market and that audience, something that they really want, something specific. A lead magnet, a good lead magnet is specific. Specificity is the key. So doing a video ad ahead of that, a 10 minute or 20 minute video ad wouldn't really make sense. However, with an online training or a webinar where you're selling a $500 product or a $1,000 product, you probably need them to warm up a little bit more because they're going to invest an hour of their time. And then also remember the end result of that online training is for them to buy something either at the end of the webinar or the online training or in your follow-up sequence. So that would be the case where you would probably want to do some kind of video ad in the newsfeed that once they click, they go immediately to a registration page for an online training. And that video ad, depending on what kind of business that you're in, should be something that shows people you can help them by actually helping them in the video itself. So if it's how to build an email marketing business, you know, you should show them the steps it takes in order to build that and how easy it is and how maybe you've done it. And hey, by the way, if you like this video, I'm holding a free online training. So click on the registration button below or somewhere in this ad in order to register where I explain it in even more detail. So you need to have an ad that's commensurate or is equal to or level with the amount of your ask. Right. So we'll work backwards. So with a webinar, for example, we recommend two types of ads, either a long copy ad, non-video ad, or a video ad. That's it. And can you do a short copy ad? Absolutely you can, especially if it's a warm audience, they already know you, but is that lead going to be as quality? My guess is no, it's not. So think about this from the end result. Always think about it in the long game. And as I mentioned, kind of talked about a little bit on the last episode, uh, this is going to be more important as we head into this this whole time period that we're in. You want to be thinking about what kind of impact do you make 
to people that don't click on your ad or that don't actually opt in the first time. Because it doesn't necessarily mean they didn't want to see it or opt in. They just might have been busy or just had to start driving again because they were at a stoplight, you know. And so these are the things you want to think about. And they're really, really important. So with a webinar, we typically recommend a longer copy or a video ad. And then let's work down a little bit. So now if you have a basic lead magnet, like a checklist, cheat sheet, PDF download, something like that, we recommend a link post ad. Okay, it could be a short copy ad or it could be a longer copy ad. Or if you wanted to, you could do a video ad. Some people, because they're comfortable with video, or maybe you have a really cool like little snippet, like a 15 second or 30 second video that shows like this really cool solution that your lead magnet offers, then you could do a video ad as well, but you don't need a long one. No, there's no point unless you really want to. And you can, We, we actually have a client that has a longer video to a download, but that's his style. So that's okay. And it works. The one other thing to think about is that inside your big audiences, there's people that have different personalities. Let's say you are testing a maybe a short copy and a longer copy ad to a a lead magnet, a download. One of them might beat out the other one, but at the same time, one of them might be resonated to a personality type that just needs more. You know, they're the people that are an eight or a nine or a 10 on a Colby. They're fact finders. They just need more information. And there's other people that are more impulsive. And so sometimes you might have two different types of ad copy, maybe one in short and one long, and you're testing them out, but, but also realize that they're probably also resonating to different types of people within that same target audience. So this is something to always think about as well because of the personalities that are out there as we move on. And that's why when you're testing things on Facebook, it's not always wrong. You're getting information and you're also resonating to different people. Yeah, I mean, ideally you should be testing a lot of different things all at once. I mean, there's no hard and fast rule when it comes to this. But I mean, I think if you really sit back and think, what is your end result? I want to sell them a $1,500 product. That's like your end goal of like, you're not just running Facebook ads just to get leads. You want something in return from that. So think backwards in your sales process. How much warming up or how much getting to know you or your product or your company do they really need to have before they achieve or complete that? final step in your sales process. So if you can think about this in the reverse, what's your front facing advertisement going to look like and what's your hook? And then think about it as how people sort of travel in your in your world through your business and what you sell them. I think you're in a much better spot. So there's no one size fits all here, but I think these are good guidelines to point you in the right direction at the very least. So let's move on to the next one, which is a an e-commerce store. So you have a store, you sell physical products. What do you do here? This is where it really varies across the board. This is where you've got to take your specific situation and listen to what we talk about here. But one proven method is similar to the digital products. Take people to a lead magnet where they can download some kind of a lead magnet that works perfectly as the, the initial step to help educate them more about why they would need your product. And then on the thank you page is your product. Maybe you have a sales video, maybe you have a sales page offering your product, maybe it's a free trial, whatever it is, maybe your product helps people do something quicker, faster, easier, more efficient, whatever it is. uh, Sometimes you can have a lead magnet in front of that, and then you can sell a product on the thank you page. Now, maybe you're taking people directly from these social platforms like Facebook to a product sales page. 
if you do that. And we have people doing that right now and absolutely crushing it on a daily basis at scale, several thousand dollars a day. But it's not easy to do, but it can be done. If you have a product that you're trying to sell somebody, usually you're going to have to educate them make them aware of a problem they didn't know they had, make them aware of a solution they didn't know they had, you know, give some value. So maybe you're, you're educating people on, hey, did you know that most dogs don't get this nutrient? And that's why they lose energy when they get to a certain point, right? So people are like, oh my gosh, I want to read that or I want to share that. Before we recorded, right? Molly was like, have you guys ever read Contagious? <laughs> Contagious by Jonah Berger, Why Things Catch On is one of the best books you'll ever read. And it's one of those that you should probably read once a year because as you get more experience, more stuff will resonate with you. But when you do this type of strategy, if you're educating people on why dogs need this specific nutrient or foods, then they're going to want to share it because it makes them look smart and it makes them look helpful. And guess what? You're educating them on that as part of your ad, but then you're pivoting like, hey, but you know what? There's no dog food out there that puts this in the food. So this is why we created this amazing doggy supplement snack treat that you can get here. And we're actually doing a free trial You click the link on the post or below the video or whatever. And you can take them from the ad to your product specifically. You see how that process works and that takes time. And you can do that with longer copy without a video, or you can do that with a video. So you're teaching them about these nutrients they'd need. And then you're pivoting to why you've created a solution to be able to get this in the hands of all dog owners across the world to make the earth a happier place for dogs, right? Or cats or whatever your, your pet of choice is. And this kind of stuff, this works, trust me. Uh, we're seeing similar examples like this work across the board, but you've got to have the right messaging and understand that you can't just run a, uh, you know, three or four lines in a, in a text and then send them to a product page unless they've already been to your product page. That is very similar to what we just talked about with the digital products. Now, if you have a store and you have multiple products, sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging as well. And maybe you have a few different products or maybe you find your best selling product to get people in your world and you create an ad around that or a great article. And then from there, you have links that will take people to your product pages. And uh, most people will bounce off the ones that do and don't buy anything, uh, that's okay because you can now run ads that are a little bit more product focused because you know that they've been to one of your product pages. Simple retargeting, okay? You don't have to go super, super deep with all this dynamic retargeting and stuff like that until you start to get some momentum. But if you understand the psychology here and you're like, okay, let's create an article that educates them, which most people that are in our audience want, if it's beauty, you're giving them beauty tips, right? If it's aging, it's something about aging because guess what? You've got the perfect products to recommend them to in your article. If you're doing a video in the newsfeed and you're trying to sell a physical product, just do sort of the same formula as you do with the digital product side of the equation is show them you can actually help them by helping them or enlightening them in some way. And then the next step, the logical transition, your call to action is simply to click to get this thing because it's easier, it's convenient, it's better, faster, it's cheaper than whatever it is that you just taught them. 
you know, if you're trying to sell beauty products, you show them how to use a number of different beauty products. And then say, hey, if you like this, click the link in the post for more information. Then you send them either to a sales page or you send them to a content rich page that reinforces what you've already taught them. So that's what we call sort of Trojan horsing your offer by actually showing them the offer and how it's used in a video. So by the time they actually click, they're ready. I mean, they're ready to buy. You know, the more convincing and overcoming of the objections you can do with more content on that page you send them to, I think the better. But by and large, if you can warm them up right in their newsfeed as they're, you know, waiting in line at Starbucks or, you know, waiting for their kids to get out of school out in the car to pick them up, that's really important. And then you can obviously target those folks through their various levels of engagement with that video back to that same offer or maybe some kind of dynamic product ad or maybe even a discount or some kind of special offer. Perfect. Love it. So let's move on a little bit to the one other way to sell on e-commerce that we've seen proven work over and over again, especially if you have a lot of different products, is where you're taking people to an article or a pre-sale page, like a lot of people will call it. Maybe you're talking about how to age better, and then maybe you sell different supplements. You might have within that article links to your different products. Now, if you're taking people from Facebook to an article like that, you're not asking them to opt in. You're not asking them to give you any money. So you don't necessarily need a lot of ad copy in that case. It can be very curiosity-based because they can just get on your page and read. Now, does that mean you can't do a long copy ad or a video ad? Absolutely not. We've seen some great examples of people where they have a really cool branded video where the personality has been on the news and, and worked with some celebrities. And if you have something like that that's always running and then you take them from that to an article, that's okay. It's totally okay. You just have to understand the process that you don't have to do that. Absolutely not. If you have an article, you can just start with a basic image, link post ad, and be good to go. Now, you know, maybe you have a lot of people that are coming to this pre-sale page and a lot of people that are hitting your different product pages. So the next step would be to create a, an ad. Maybe it's a longer copy ad, or maybe it's a video ad, and it's taking them to one of our product pages. Once you start to get some momentum, get some clicks, get some conversions, get some people moving down to your different pages, you're going to get excited. You're going to want to do more. It's crazy how much more of the advanced stuff you can add on later if you just get momentum and start to generate some leads. You're going to get higher relevance scores. You're going to get more shares. It's going to be a better longer term strategy for you. That's it. So those are the main big categories and the ways to sell on Facebook or any social platform like this where you're taking people that are, do not have intent or not searching for a solution directly at that time. So I hope this is helpful. Think about your specific situation and how, how can you take what we talked about and maybe come up with a, a great idea or a hook and come to the Facebook groups, get into Digital Marketer Engage, get into Facebook Ads University and ask the other people in that group if you have an idea. Don't be afraid to put up a screenshot and get some feedback from people. That's a great way to, to get some confidence and get out there. And then another way to get confidence is just start running ads and stuff and see, see what people do. All right, so uh, that's going to be it for today, but we've got another great one coming next week. Next week, Molly's going to bring some more data and some more awesome, specific, tactical stuff on Facebook Messenger. Molly's bringing it. Yeah, I'm pumped. Can't wait for that. 
Yeah, I think episode 72 about Facebook Messenger, it was just a little case study in our first stab at Facebook Messenger ads. So we've tested new stuff since then, come up with more of a systemized process. So I'm excited to share that with you guys next week. So am I. I'm excited to dig into it too. We've been uh, texting Molly back and forth, asking her about some of this stuff. So, all right, we can't wait to talk to you in the next episode and uh, we will see you all soon. Bye-bye. Thanks guys. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. 